Uh, always a pleasure to get to sit down with my friend and uh, uh, OG of the Mining Stock Daily podcast, one of the longtime sponsors of Mining Stock Daily. That's Western Copper and Gold and CEO Mr. Paul West Sells, continuing to trade on the TSX and the NYSE American WRN. Paul, welcome back to Colorado. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Trevor. It is a pleasure. I love our conversations. Yeah, we always we always find something good to talk about. <laughs> we do have something good to talk about. Let's talk about the shortest news release I've ever read that came out earlier today. I was just, just teasing, man. Uh, you have received your revised environmental and social economic effects statement guidelines from Yukon Environmental and Social Economic Assessment Board. Very well done. And that's the press release. And that's the press release, basically. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> so, I mean, what, so why is this important? Why, why did we press release this? I mean, I mean, really what it does is, I mean, there's, there's two things to take away from this press release. One, one is that we now have, and this is a public document, and, you know, any, anybody can, can read through it. I think it's 100-plus pages, but um, of what we need to submit to get through environmental assessment. So this, it lays out, you know, you will do these sort of caribou studies and water sampling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now we had, you know, draft guidelines that were issued in January. We had a public comment period, which we could read through. So we aren't anticipating any surprises here, um, but we now have them in hand. So this is now, you know, the Bible of, of what we're gonna be going through. So it's a chance for everybody to take a look at that. Um, a couple like little small things in that news release that you know hopefully people picked up. One is that they actually came early, um, mm-hmm. so they were five days early. So just happy to see the regulatory um, body there, you know, keeping on schedule uh, at least this time. I mean, there's been some examples in the past where they haven't. Um, and, and the other thing is is that you know as as we are moving forward on the project. <coughs> And, and obviously, you know, we've got our, our strategic investors with Rio and Mitsubishi. This is, an, this is a bit of a gating exercise for them as well, because it gives um, them an opportunity to see exactly what the permitting process is going to look like, what, yeah. what the focus is going to be on. And this is, like I said, this is the definitive document. Yeah. So after reading a 100-page uh, document and the guidelines... Your your partners haven't like ran for the door. <laughs> they well, I mean, we got them yesterday afternoon. So okay, I uh, <laughs> no news. They, no news they, is good news. No, no news is good news. I guess. <laughs> All yeah. right. So let's talk about like you know like give us. Can you give us a cliff notes here? I mean, you, you kind of mentioned you know studies and what's things. Is there anything like maybe unique that maybe you didn't know you'd have to do that was a surprise? Well, and. I mean, I haven't really looked at them, so I mean, you've been I, busy here. Be, because we've been busy here. And um, what I mean, the other thing is, is so we we actually now we're now on the clock, so we have two months to review these and come up with a schedule, and we need to submit okay. that. So we need to submit that schedule to to Yesa, the the regulatory body, um, by November 11th. So, uh, well, that's also kinds up time with the agreement with Rio Tinto. Mm-hmm. So interesting timing of all this. Well, you know, what is? Tell us about that time with Rio Tinto. I mean, because they extended for one year. That was in the agreement. I think a lot of people were expecting that to happen. I mean, what happens after that November deadline with you and your partners at Rio Tinto? Yeah, I mean, and I mean the short answer. I mean, <laughs> the the kicking it down the road answer is yes. that 
Um, we're going to be meeting with them uh, in in October, and obviously that's what we're going to be talking about. But I mean, what what I think I can say is what our experience has been with Rio. Um, you know, they we had um, we actually had their their senior team. Um, along with Mitsubishi's senior team up at site, they came up to the Yukon. We actually also met with the Premier uh, and his staff and, and had a dinner um, the first week of, of August, so, so just under uh, a month ago. And, you know, they're, they're very positive on the project. Um, you know, there's a couple, you know, lots of interest in, in permitting, and that's why I said, like, this is a bit of a gatekeeper, like, right. what exactly is permitting going to look like, and so this is part of it. Um, discussion about um, about power. I think we might have talked about that before. I mean, yeah, I, I want to talk about that. Can we talk talk a bit more about that? I mean, and but the project itself is, you know, sort of got Rio's stamp of approval. So it's these other things around the edges that that um, is the focus right now. And and you know, but they're continuing to get de-risked. Okay. And so I'm sure that'll be part of our conversation in in October. And um, you know, we'll have to see. When you get when you get to these late stage projects, obviously there's a number of key stakeholders in these negotiations. Obviously, you with the casino project and the team that's taken it this far, you now have your potential suitors, I guess you can say, and then you also have not only the territorial government, but I, I'm assuming you're working with some sort of part of the federal government as well. You know. So there's a number of people at the at the table here that has to keep that conversation going. And sometimes it happens quickly, sometimes not. It doesn't happen that quickly. So talk to us about, like, you know, the... And obviously, you can't spill all the beans, but, you know, what is, like, the general mood and theme in those conversations when you have all these stakeholders at the same party? Because I think people want to see Casino go into the next step of construction and development and potentially become a mine, but there's a number of things that need to be done to improve the project as far as infrastructure before that can actually happen, most likely. Yeah, um, and, you know, so a bunch of things to talk about there. Yeah. I mean, to, to kick off, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I've been to Ottawa twice this year already. We're going to go again. There's lots of you know, this is a big project. I mean, it's going to be 44 billion to the GDP of Canada. Um, you know, this is a, a project of national significance. It's going to be the largest critical minerals mine in Canada, and so Ottawa is is part of the equation um, of particular interest. I mean, so we had Rio and, and Mitsubishi up at site the first week of August. The second week of August, we had the minister. And he's got a fancy title, but he's the federal minister, essentially, of economic development, uh, Minister Champagne, who's you know a very senior minister. Mm-hmm. Um, he came up to site. He was supposed to be there for half an hour. He spent two hours up at site, really impressed with with the site. Um, came out and did all these media interviews, and uh, anyhow, kept calling it the biggest copper mine in North America. Which you know, I'll correct him right now. It's not, <laughs> not true. It's, sec- it's big. But it's not big, that. but but uh, there's a couple of U.S. mines that are bigger, but. Um, yeah, so I mean, there, it's it's really it's fun right now because everyone is pulling in the same direction. I mean, obviously, you know, we want the mine to move forward. The territorial government, I mean, they want the mine to move forward for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, it's economic development. Two, it's critical minerals. Three, it's part of the equ- equation 
to bring in grid power into the Yukon. Yeah. And you know, this has been, I mean, the Yukon is running out of power. There are 22 rental diesel generators that are in the Yukon right now because they just keep adding them on because the Yukon's running out of power. So, you know, the idea is to connect the, the Yukon grid to the BC grid. I mean, and, you know, that's going to be a big nation-building capital cost project. But, you know, with our mind moving forward, it just helps sort of sweeten it because we have, you know, represent a, a pretty big customer for, for that electricity. So it's been, that's been getting a lot of talk. It's, I mean, the premier of the Yukon is, is every time, every time there's a, he speaks publicly, he talks about that grid interconnect. Um, Minister Champagne was very keen on it when he was up as well at the federal level. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's another really. I mean it, this I I go I I'm glad to talk about it because like it's a non, not really a news releasable event, but it's just a huge groundswell of of uh, work that's happening there, and I expect that there'll be some official announcements from the Yukon government on that soon, in which you know you know I will be able to sort of release publicly. Okay, so. so yeah, I guess you t- answer the question I had. You know, what's mm-hmm. the update with the grid? With the grid power, my, I guess my follow-up update would be, you know, in these, uh, everybody's kind of got a little bit of leverage here in the, these negotiations. Um, I would assume it's safe to say, well, if Rio were to come in as or, and Mitsubishi as the suitors for Casino to get this thing built, they probably have some sort of negotiations to have with the government to say, all right, you want us to do this, we're willing to do this, but you have to give something to us to make it happen. And I would think that the grid power is probably at the top of that list. Yeah, no, I, w- I would say, yeah, and, you know, and we, we've had that discussion. I mean, I had that discussion with, with Rio, and they're like, well, what do you think the cost of power is going to be? And I was like, probably what you want it to, do, to be. Like, I mean, if you don't move forward, there's there's no grid power. I mean, it's not. I mean, it was a bit flippant, but there's negotiating room there, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, you read about, um, you know, these car manufacturers getting huge government grants and tax write-offs to bring in these large plants, you know, spend a couple billion dollars building a plant and provide all those jobs. Well, what's a mine of this caliber? I mean, this is a $3.6 billion capital cost mine. It's going to provide significant economic benefits and jobs. You know, I mean, there should be working, you know, like you said, it's the government, it's the company working together to see what makes sense for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's not going to be cheap (coughs) to build casino. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure, I guess because we haven't seen scoping studies or CapEx estimates of how much it would cost to put grid power up to the area. I mean, is that kind of a logical next step or is that something we'll see relatively soon? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm waiting for a concrete announcement. The concrete announcement is, I think, is going to be, you know, the three governments, the BC, Yukon, and federal government, you know, make an announcement around initiating engineering studies, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's the next step. Um, and, 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 you know, potentially the First Nations. I mean, one of the things actually that the, the Premier did say is that, you know, that he's had a chance to talk with the impacted First Nations along that route. They're supportive, you know, they want to be involved um, as well, you know, and as potentially owning the transmission line or, mm. you know, certainly, um, or, or in, in some sort of capacity. So that's going to be part of the equation as well. So yeah. it's a real, I mean, the, the whole grid interconnect is a, it's a real win-win-win for everyone, I think. 
Great. Um, everyone's excited about it. Okay. So you're kind of, I mean, these are my words, obviously not yours, but it seems like you're in permitting hell. <laughs> so, I mean, what is kind of the news expectations here at a casino here in the coming weeks? I think a lot of people have that November date kind of stamped. So I would assume that's kind of be important news. Mm-hmm. But what else in the coming weeks? Yeah, I mean, I you're right. I mean, it is, you know, and, and permitting hell is permitting hell because, you know, the news releases are few and far between, and even when they come out, they're, they're as exciting as the one that came out today. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we are, um, we actually have a drilling campaign underway right now. Um, you know, it's info for the most part, but, uh, you know, it's always interesting to see, you know, that all holding together. Um, you know, that this is work that Mitsubishi wanted to do. It's going to kick off a MET program, so we'll have some MET work coming out. Um, I think that the, the exciting news is going to be around is going to be around that announcement around power. It's going to mm-hmm. be around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't talked about port. Port is another um, thing that that is uh, the government is doing a lot of good work on. They're looking to have a definitive agreement with the port of Skagway to build upon an MOU that was signed in March of this year. That I hear is is also you know on the, coming up. So yeah, it's a lot of these sort of big things with government and ourselves and benefiting not just ourselves but others but these are critical things to the success of this project they are absolutely you know i mean it's we're at that phase where it's not everyone needs to be pulling in the same direction the government the first nations the company financers strategic investors etc and we are and and so there's going to be some announcements to come out on that all right uh we'll probably be talking again soon uh with this announcement so it's going to be a pretty and highly anticipated couple months here paul look forward to catching up with you again uh have a great rest of your week will do good to see you good to see you as well thanks that's your update from western copper and gold and that casino project up there in yukon they do trade on the TSX and NYSC American with WRN. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.